welcome to the Wellness Marketer Podcast, a show dedicated to helping wellness professionals grow their business with easy and effective digital marketing strategies. I'm your host, Katie Costa, and I'm a nutritional scientist, entrepreneur, and digital marketing professional. And bringing business and science together is kind of my jam. Tune in for interviews with the industry's best, inspirational stories, and everything marketing. Thanks for joining me today. And this is the Wellness Marketer Podcast. and happy new year. It is January 1st when I'm recording this and I am as always so excited to be here and recording the first podcast episode of 2020. So last night was New Year's Eve. Um, I hope you guys had great great holiday season. I didn't really get up to much. Me and my boyfriend we were hanging out with my parents and we went out for a really nice dinner at one of our favorite Portuguese restaurants and then just came back home and played Trivial Pursuit and drank fancy champagne and went to bed shortly after midnight. So definitely low-key evening for us but it was exactly what I needed. It's been such a busy season so yeah, it was good, and I hope you guys had a great New Year's Eve as well. So today's episode, I have something a little bit different and a little bit special planned for you guys. So if you have been on my Instagram and heard me talking about this, I've been chatting about it for the last couple of weeks now. So today's episode is going to be a free audio training on the perfect marketing protocol. And now if you haven't heard me chat about my marketing protocol yet, this is a freebie that I created. It's a marketing checklist for health practitioners, but really it could be for any small business. So don't be scared off if you don't yet have a practice. This is just who I serve best and that's who I made it for. But anyway, so the Perfect Marketing Protocol is a marketing checklist that tells you what to do every day, every week, and every month to effectively market your practice without feeling totally overwhelmed about doing all of the marketing things. So I'm going to break down each of the marketing activities like within the daily section, the weekly section, and monthly section so that you can really understand what I mean with each of these statements and more effectively execute them and put them into practice because I know that so many people in my audience have amazing things planned for 2020 and I am so excited to watch you guys and cheer you on. So I really hope that this can help some of you if you are looking to grow your audience, grow your brand, grow your revenue, launch a new product, or even if you just want to you know, finally have a consistent strategy and a tactical plan around like your digital marketing, then I would highly suggest going and downloading the perfect marketing protocol. You can do this after the episode. It's no worries, but you can get that at the wellnessmarketer.ca forward slash checklist. Again, that link will also be um, within the show notes somewhere. I'll find a spot for it. Yeah. So without further ado, I am going to jump right into it. So the three things that you should be doing every day to market your practice. First one is show up on Instagram stories. Second one is engage with five accounts on Instagram. And the third one is grow your audience by at least one person. So showing up on Instagram stories. This is pretty straightforward. You're going to want to show your face. And if you can, show up on video. 
video is so much more effective than just posting a photo. I mean, a photo is better than nothing if you are really, really in a rush and you can't get to anything more elaborate. But even, I don't even like the word elaborate for that because video, especially on Instagram stories, doesn't have to be elaborate for it to be effective. As long as you show up and you are letting your full personality shine and connecting with your audience in some way, that's gonna be awesome just to keep you at the forefront of their mind, as well as to encourage engagement between you and your audience. When you're giving them that opportunity every single day to chat with you, then it's a lot more likely that they're going to take you up on that offer sooner rather than later. I'm going to challenge you to show up every single day on your Instagram stories. And if you don't know what to post on your Insta stories, then let me conjure up some ideas for you. (laughs) I really didn't um, write a lot of notes down for this episode. I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, which is what I do best. So if you are struggling with what to post on your Instagram stories to really connect with your audience, I would focus on your content categories. And if you don't have a clear content strategy for your business yet, I do have an IGTV video about this, about how to create a content strategy for your brand in 10 minutes or less. So yeah, you can find that on my IGTV, but in a nutshell, you want to still make the Instagram stories kind of relative to the content that you're posting online, which would be things that position you as an expert. Oh, one of my favorite things and favorite ways to position you as an expert. This is like a little hidden gem of a secret that I love to use and share with my clients whenever you are trying to use Instagram to position yourself as an expert is to make a list of the top 25 most frequently asked questions that you get in your practice. And then each time you want to show up on Instagram stories, answer one of those questions. And that doesn't have to be every day because that could be kind of heavy. But let's say if you, you know, are going to do like a hashtag tip Tuesday and that's going to be your theme for Instagram stories for Tuesdays, then you can go through each of those frequently asked questions and either position it as an FAQ or you can just do a bit of like an educational post on it. And this can be super casual, just you holding your phone up, clear view of your face and chatting for like 30 to 60 seconds as long as you are showing off how smart you are then really there's not too much of a time limit but beyond your faq stories is a really great way to enhance that personal connection with your audience so anything that lets them in behind the scenes or tells them a little bit more about who you are and what you're like when you are not on the job. On the job is good as well because they want to make sure that they're like comfortable, you know, in understanding like what you do so that they'd be more inclined to work with you. But where the real magic happens is when people start to connect with you beyond your work because that when things are about work, like we're humans. We naturally are on the defense and we're going to always be a little bit subconsciously aware that there's a sale coming. So when you can remove the business aspect, it allows that authentic connection. And when people know you and are connected to you and they know, like, and trust you, then it's much more likely that they're going to buy from you anyways. So by doing this every single day, you are going to just reach more people and keep on solidifying this relationship that you have with your audience. I know that recent 
algorithm changes have dropped Instagram engagement again for a lot of businesses and a lot of people aren't happy. I know I definitely wasn't happy when I started noticing it and then found out that there was another change. However, what you have to realize is that like we're all in the same boat here, right? It's not just your reach and engagement that's going down. It's everyone across the board. So at least like the playing field is kind of equal in that sense, but Also, you can combat this by just posting more consistently because while Instagram and Facebook, they want to create more revenue for themselves. And, you know, that's the main reason why that reaches down because they want you to start paying for your reach with like Facebook and Instagram ads. But beyond that, they also want people to be spending time on their app. So the more that you are on it, then the more that the algorithm is going to work in your favor because you're being consistent, you're showing up, you're naturally going to reach more people because if you are posting every single day, then you're going to have people, like your audience that's going to be online on different days. Like I know for myself, like I'm not online all day, every day. Like I don't have time for that. And I'm sure that it's the same for a lot of you and a lot of your audiences. So by posting every day, you're again, just giving yourself or giving your audience more opportunities to see content from you. It could just be like you in the car before you're going into the grocery store. It can be literally two seconds, but there is no reason why you can't do this because we are all on our phones too much. If you are running some sort of online business or even an in-person business with a digital marketing aspect, there is no way that you do not have a spare 10 seconds to hop on Instagram stories and put some of what you've got going on out into the world. But enough on that activity. I'm sure you guys get what I'm trying to say with that one. So the next thing that you should be doing daily is engaging with five accounts on Instagram. So this checklist, as you can see, is a little bit Instagram oriented because it's just a fact of the moment that most of us are on Instagram and most businesses are using Instagram as their primary platform for like business marketing activities, especially when it comes to solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. So engaging with five accounts every single day. Again, this doesn't have to take too long, but this includes more than just liking. I want this to be seen as either commenting on someone's photo or sending them a direct message. Why you wanna be doing this is because when you are taking the time to actively engage with people, they're gonna be so much more likely to come back and engage with you. And this can be anything from just like scrolling through your feed and leaving you know, a random comment on photos or posts that like really resonate with you, just like super organically. It doesn't have to be forced or fake or anything. It could also be you going through stories and then responding to a story via a DM. I love, love, love doing this because like in Instagram stories, people are essentially talking to you. Like when I am posting a story, I am talking directly to my audience and if you treat that like, oh, this person is chatting with me, it's really easy to find, <laughs> really easy to find something to pick up the conversation about. Sorry if <laughs> you just heard that laugh. I'm also recording this, um, recording this audio training on a video so that I can post some snippets on it on social media. And I totally just like was getting crazy with the hand gestures and flicked a piece of my hair. And I was like, that was all on video. And I made myself chuckle. But oh my gosh, see, now I got distracted and not even know what I was saying anymore. Engaging with five accounts, DMing people, yes. So they're creating the conversation for you and it's super easy to respond to them and um, 
it's easy to respond to them when you're treating it like a conversation that they're having directly with you. And DMs is awesome because then you get to go back and forth a couple times versus when you leave a comment, unless you're like asking a specific question or being really intentional about leaving a comment that's going to prompt a response, then DMs is where you can really just deepen that connection on, I want to say a much deeper level or like strengthen strengthen that connection on a much deeper level because you're actually going to start a real conversation with that person. It's one-on-one, it's private and DMs have been like where I've made the most sales on Instagram. Like when people talk about making money online and I don't have the swipe up feature. I only at this point I have about 1180 followers almost 1200 followers and I have closed like five or like five or six deals I want to say or clients in the last like three months just over Instagram DMs because when you have conversations with people and you start responding to their stories and leaving comments on their photos they're going to be that much more likely to come back and respond to your stories and leave comments on your photos so engagement you can't just show up on the app and start posting stuff and then you know like expect people to engage with you if you're not willing to also be part of that conversation ever since Instagram changed their algorithm, it stopped being about like how often you were posting and and I guess like how many, just how many followers you had. And it started becoming really about community and creating these relationships online. And that's really what a lot of the algorithm is based on. So if you're not being super intentional about spending time on the app and engaging with people that you want to be part of your community, then you are going to see engagement drop off a ton. And especially if Instagram keeps moving in the direction that they have been moving with the changes in the app and the algorithm that have been happening, then this is just going to keep going further and further in that direction. And it's going to be increasingly important to be super active on the app as often as you can. So the last thing that you should be doing daily is growing your audience by at least one person. I've said this on a couple of podcast episodes already, but when you think about one follower or one person in your audience, whether it's on like an email list or in a Facebook group, when you think about that one person as one lead for your business, how does your mindset change about like how you should treat that person or how much that means to you? You know, I feel like we are so caught up in the numbers. We, I say we collectively, but I know so many people like who are just really caught up in the numbers and, you know, my followers will fluctuate up and down a couple every day and, you know, over time they keep going up. But when I see one or two, or let's say even like five people follow me on Instagram in a day, I don't really think that much of it. But if you flip the script and you think about it, like, wow, like those are five potential clients that just joined my audience in one day. Like that is a decent amount of people that could make a really big impact in fueling your business and generating like true leads for your business, depending on the way that you're following up with them. So by growing your audience, make sure your audience is growing by one person a day. And how you can do this is by following new people every day. So like just getting the attention of new people online, you can be posting your freebie on your Instagram to try and get people to sign up for your email list. And you know, if you're growing your email list every day, then that's also really awesome. As long as you're growing your audience somewhere super intentionally every single day, then that is what's important for growing your marketing or sorry, having your marketing like really grow your business over time. It's breaking it down into these bite-sized steps that are not that scary. Like 
showing up on Instagram stories, leaving five comments or five DMs and growing your audience by one person, if that's all you had to do every day to help you help you reach your business goals and like to relieve the stress around the marketing that you're trying to do, then that sounds pretty easy to me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm telling you, if you really take the time and commit to doing this, over time, you're gonna see that you're following your email list, it's gonna grow, and the relationships that you're making online are going to result in closed business, straight from Instagram or straight from your email. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Perfect Marketing Protocol, an easy and effective marketing checklist for health practitioners. If you feel overwhelmed by all of the things you could be doing and are looking for a strategy that will help you grow your audience, position yourself as an expert, and keep your audience engaged, then download the perfect marketing protocol at thewellnessmarketer.ca forward slash checklist. That's thewellnessmarketer.ca forward slash checklist. So that's what you should be doing every single day. Now I want to move on to what you should do every single week or once a week. The first one being publish premium content. And what I mean by premium content is a video or a blog or a podcast or anything. I guess those are like the main three things that you would be publishing as content or the three most popular. Sending an email to your list, super important for keeping them engaged until they are ready to buy from you or work with you. And following 20 new accounts on social media. So it's really important to publish content consistently that's going to help your audience see you as an expert and also solve their problems. Especially if you are a service provider, the key to converting people is to understand that you are being paid to solve a problem for them. And if you can reduce everything that you do online and everything that you're doing in your business to that one concept that I'm helping them solve a problem, that is gonna make your content strategy so much easier. It's gonna make selling your services so much easier because you are gonna be so crystal clear on what the outcome is meant to be. And when you know what the outcome is, then everything falls into place. So publish premium content that's gonna make sense for your audience and make sense for the services that you are trying to sell. Video is can take a little bit more work. However, a lot of people are seeing the most success with video. It's having like the most or like the highest engagement rate still as opposed to just social media posts. So this could be publishing on IGTV or publishing on YouTube. Um, YouTube is great because it's actually a search engine as opposed to a social media platform. So while video might take a little bit longer than like crafting an Instagram post, let's say, it's also going to be a lot more evergreen. So you can have one video that like continues to grow your audience for you for years to come because the way that YouTube works is as a search engine, then you are always giving people the opportunity to find your content versus when you just like post online and especially on Instagram and Facebook, your content really only has like a half-life of like a day and you're not, your content that you, like a post that I'm hitting publish on today is not gonna work for me even in like a week's time unless someone is scrolling down on my feed. But even then it's not the way the app is designed to work. So video is really great and you can use it strategically to create more evergreen pieces. I know a lot of people really still like blogs. Blogs are not dead people. So 
it's definitely a lot harder to grow a blog audience now. You still have all those great like SEO benefits and some people do enjoy reading blogs still as opposed to listening to podcasts or watching video. It really depends on your audience and really knowing your audience. So if you're not sure about what kind of content you should be posting or if you haven't yet like committed to either a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast, then ask your audience, see what they want from you and see how they want to consume content from you because they are who you're trying to serve and we often forget that we can just ask them for what they want and it's oftentimes going to be a lot more effective than just you know guessing or you know just picking something just because that's what you want to do because sometimes there's things that we want to do but it doesn't necessarily align with what our audience wants so don't be afraid to ask them if you haven't quite decided on what your content medium will be um and then when it comes to podcasts i mean yeah i just started my podcast now so thanks everyone for being here and i am going to be posting weekly as of 2020 i just launched this podcast in like i think it was the end of november of 2019 so i'm really looking forward to being a lot more consistent with this and continuing to serve you guys in all the best ways so sending an email to your list this is another thing that definitely needs to be happening once per week to really keep your audience engaged and i mean if you miss a week here or there, it's obviously not a huge deal, but email marketing is such an effective and low cost way to convert your followers or convert your audience into paying customers and clients. People are so much more likely to actually follow up with you and make the purchase through email as opposed to social media. I know that a lot of people will think otherwise, and you don't need a super large email list to see the benefits of this. For example, if you have a practice and you are just uploading, let's say like your list is even just your current clients. And if you only have 20 to 25 clients, if you send those people an email once a week and you are constantly inviting them to inviting them to come back with you or to follow up or promoting a new or different service, for example, if you're a nutritionist and you're sending an email to your current one-on-one -on -one clients because you are going to be developing some sort of seasonal meal plans, then that's another way that you can like sell your products or service through your email as opposed to just on social media. And you're showing up consistently. That's the really big key here because if you just have like this email list and then you never send emails and then one time you want to send an email because like you have a really cool promotion like that, but then because you haven't been like warming up your audience and they haven't heard from you over email, they don't really know what to make of that. So by being really consistent and offering consistent value in your emails, not being spammy and just being like authentically you, then people, this goes back to like building the relationship, but then people are going to be so much more inclined when you do make the offer to take you up on it and work with you because you've been providing them with all of this amazing content this whole time for free and they haven't thought that you were spammy or and you haven't asked them for money or anything until that point. So providing value is really, really important for sending effective emails. No one wants to sign up to just a weekly newsletter, unfortunately. <laughs> so if that's what you have for your email list right now, I would highly recommend um, just repositioning that and offering some more value because a lot of the time in newsletters, you are offering value, but just the way that it's positioned, newsletters have gotten a bit of a bad rep and they've become just inbox junk now because of 
how popular they were and how many people were doing them. So just take the contents of those newsletters. Well, I want to, I want to hold on that because there's two different kinds of newsletters. I've seen newsletters where they are like all about, you know, just sending company updates, but then there's newsletters where people are providing value within them. So if you are doing the former, I would suggest switching over to the latter because again, you're just going to have so many more people opening and engaging with your emails when you're actually solving problems for them. So if you are sending newsletters that are that are already full of really valuable content, just break that newsletter up into separate emails where you're giving bite-sized information and helping your audience solve problems that they need solved. If you don't know what problems they need solved, again, don't be afraid to ask them on social media using stickers and polls and all those good things or even just looking at historical data, like what has been effective for you and if you're a good way like to gauge this if you're just starting on email is to go over into Instagram and see what your what Instagram content has been super effective for you and what's been getting the most engagement and then you can craft marketing emails around those topics because you already know what your audience likes to hear about you just have to look in all the right places and the last thing that i want you doing once every week is following 20 new accounts on social media. Okay, so I don't want you to think that when I say following 20 new accounts, this is not just following 20 random accounts so that you can hope that they, like cross your fingers that they follow you back and then unfollow them when they don't. What I mean here is following 20 people that are your ideal client, then you can And hopefully they do follow you back and join your audience, but really it's getting the attention of your ideal client online. And that's what we're trying to do here. So with social media and especially Instagram right now, like organic growth has also gone down. Like it's just been a lot harder to grow organically online since the changes to the algorithm and the chronological feed was nixed. So The goal here and one of the easiest ways, in my opinion, to grow online in 2020 is going to be getting in front of new audiences and getting the attention of new people online. And one of the easiest ways to do this, especially if you're strapped for time, is just by following new people. And there's two main ways that you can find your ideal client on social media. I just made a Instagram post about this, actually. I should have just pulled that up, but... The first way is to follow niche specific hashtags or like scout niche specific hashtags and then look at some of the people who have been posting most recently, kind of gauge them to see if they would be like your ideal client. So for example, I would look for hashtag holistic nutritionist and based on the people who come up there, I just kind of scroll through and see if there's people who I think would be my ideal client and then I'll like drop them a follow or Um, sometimes I'll follow them and then scroll to one of a photo, like a photo or post of theirs that I really like and leave a genuine comment or like a couple photos. But the point is that this should not feel sleazy and it needs to be authentic. So you want to be like nice. You don't want to just be dropping like a random comment, like, you know, two emojis or whatever, and then spamming them with like 20 likes on their most recent photos, because that's inauthentic. And that looks like you're really just trying to get their attention to get the follow. So leave a meaningful comment, follow them. Um, yeah, like a couple of their photos. And what I like to do is I will actually save that person into a collection called like new follows or something. And then that way, 
let's say they do or don't follow me, but I can go back and I can choose to engage with them again because you did follow them. But you know that the reason that you're not getting a ton of engagement on on your posts anymore is because the way the algorithm works, right? And if you have a new follower, you haven't built up that relationship with them yet. So they are likely going to get lost in your feed and you might follow them and then not see their posts for a while unless you start to engage with them. So by saving them into a collection, just like one of their most recent posts, because like you can't save people, but you can save a post into that collection. You can go back and continue to engage with them whenever you have time. And that way, maybe they don't follow you on the first try, but perhaps they follow you on the second time that you comment on their photo. And it's just a really nice way to like actively grow your account and actively put yourself in front of new audiences. And then the second way that you can find ideal people to follow is by looking at competitors or complementary businesses. And I would say like anyone who has your ideal audience is like okay to do this, but I wouldn't, obviously you don't want to like be bashing anybody or like poaching followers or customers. What I would suggest doing is thinking of some businesses that would have a similar audience or ideal audience to you and then going on to their page and into their most recent posts and seeing who's been commenting because those people, if they're super active with one company, then they're likely just super active on the app itself. So when you find those people, again, you can follow them, comment, like some photos, all those good things, save them to a collection if you want, and just start to build this or like continually, continuously following people and like building a new audience. And yeah, it's just a really easy way to get yourself in front of new people and grow your following at the same time with the right people. And I think that's so important because you don't want them to be random people. We know that followers are just a vanity metric. They don't necessarily equate to like sales or engagement or like the quality of your audience. So it doesn't matter about the numbers here. What really matters is that you are engaging with people that are likely to be your ideal client and encouraging them to join your community by leaving thoughtful and genuine engagements on their account. So the last group of activities is supposed to be done once per month and These ones are going to take the most time because for the most part, you are only doing them once a month. Like they take a little bit more prep work. So the first one is planning and scheduling social media posts. Social media can take up a ton of time if you do not have a proper system in place for managing and executing your social media. I've seen people sometimes spend like up to like like from 30 minutes to one hour just to do their social posts for the day, which is crazy. So like when you add that up, like over the month, if you're posting once a day, that would be 30 hours or like three quarters of a work week just on socials. And for a lot of people, especially if you're just starting out, social media isn't necessarily driving a ton of revenue for your business, which is fine. A lot of us are in the same boat there, but you don't want to be spending more time than necessary on tasks that aren't going to be directly generating revenue. I mean, unless you have a team, but then, you know, this is, that's a whole different conversation. So what I like to do for planning my social media by the month is figure out firstly how many posts that we're going to be 
you know, posting that month, then I slot in any of my premium content that I want to post about. So knowing that I'm going to have four podcast episodes drop um, means that I already like have my posts for every Thursday of the month. And then I just like to think of any anything special that I've got going on, like if there's going to be any promotions or webinar or any cool events, like those kind of go into my content calendar next. And then I go through my content categories, which are five overarching categories that I, um, that my content falls into for myself. That's like sales and promotions. That would be like webinars and uh, new podcast episodes. Then we have general marketing tips and I am blanking on all of my other ones. Um, inspirational quotes premium content, sales, all those good things, marketing tips. Um, But yeah, so depending on whatever your content categories are, then you would kind of just rotate through those. And the key is to do all of the like activities together because that's when you really start to tap into productivity and really start to streamline and save time. So you want to get into that repetition mode and doing the same thing over and over again. So like brainstorming the posts, you want to do all of that until all of your brainstorming is done. And then you want to write captions. I personally like to write captions before I pick photos because then you're not stuck with a photo and then being like, uh, I don't know what to say. So when you go, go at it from the approach of like picking a topic for the post and then writing the caption, in my mind, it makes the process of planning your social content in advance go so much quicker. So write some awesome captions, make sure they're like a decent length and they are engaging and they're either inspirational or educational or they're, you know, working and serving some sort of purpose beyond just being a random post online. And then I will go back and like slot in some photos, whether it's, you know, selfies or something that I've designed on Canva, but, or sometimes I even source royalty-free stock photos from websites like Pexels and Unsplash, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just personally like to use as much of my own content when I can, and I find that it generally performs a lot better. So I'll take all of that, the captions, the photos, I'll have some like hashtags either on hand or I'll like brainstorm some up depending on the posts. And then I go and put them all into a scheduling tool which is really where you save the most time. And I like to use something called Planoly because not only is it free for your first 30 posts, but you can also upload your stories. You can't auto post your stories, but that is kind of the same thing across the board right now. Instagram doesn't allow that for like third-party extensions, but what you can do is auto post on your feed. So if you can plan all of your content, schedule it, set it on auto post, then you can effectively do your social media for a month in like a day. And once you get fast at it, like sometimes I can do it in like five or six hours, depending on when I'm posting. Because for me personally, I don't post seven days a week. I post like three or four times a week, which is really only, you know, 12 to 15 posts a month. So that is totally achievable to do that in like five or six hours, especially when you get familiar with this like bulk planning process. But this has been one of the most effective things for like allowing me to do everything that I'm doing because as an entrepreneur and as like same thing like goes for healthcare practitioners when you're the only one working in your business like you have to wear a lot of hats and there are a lot 
of things to be done and you don't have time to waste it on things that aren't going to be effective. So if you know that you're going to be posting on socials, this is one thing that you can be doing to save yourself a ton of time and, you know, still get all of that content out there that you want to publish. Okay, so activity number two for your monthly marketing activities is get in front of someone else's audience. Again, this is one of the main ways that you are going to grow online on Instagram in 2020 is leveraging other people's audience who have a similar audience to you. So now you don't want to do some sort of collaboration with someone who's going to be a direct competitor because that would be a shame. You guys would be doing some sort of joint promotion and then selling the same product or service at the end. And that's definitely not ideal. So I would look for someone who has the same audience, but a complimentary service. So for example, if um, like you're a nutritionist who likes to serve new mamas, maybe you partner with a yoga teacher who does like a mommy and me yoga class in their schedule. But yeah, someone who is working with a similar audience, but is not, not offering the same service as you because that would get a little bit messy. So you can do a couple things here. I think that going like on lives together is a great way to just expose yourself to someone else's audience. Um, you can also do like Instagram story takeovers or some sort of joint webinar and send invitations out to like your emails and to your social media crew. So just doing some sort of initiative that will help you get in front of someone else's audience because that is like basically paid advertising, but for free in the sense that like in paid advertising, you are selecting your audience and you are like thinking about how many people that you want to reach or what kind of outcome that you want to achieve. And then like, you know, paying however many dollars that it's going to take to do that. But in this case, if you know that you're like, okay, like I want to get in front of a thousand people because for the most part, my freebie converts at like 10%. So I want to add hundred new people to my email list. So I'm going to look for a way to put myself in front of an audience of a thousand people who would be really interested in this offer. And that is kind of the mindset or the, the thought process that you would want to take yourself through if you are planning this for yourself. And I mean, if you miss a month or two, it doesn't really matter, but like optimally, if you can do this monthly or like a joint giveaway is another really good one where you get a ton of conversions usually. But yeah, getting in front of someone else's audience is super key and it's a great way to grow your audience um, fairly quickly at a relatively low cost or usually no cost depending on um, depending on what you're doing and what the initiative is. So the last thing that I would suggest doing monthly is launching or refreshing Facebook and Instagram ads. If you are currently using Facebook or Instagram ads to generate leads for your email list or grow your audience, then I would suggest updating these once a month with either like new copy or new images or looking at like the current data and what has been effective and then tweaking it in like some way so that like you're always optimizing and always you know just trying to improve them and improving your ROI on paid advertising. So, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, but just be wary of like spending too much time on like business manager and um, just like tweaking ads. That's why I suggest doing it monthly because it it gives you some sort of framework of like, okay, I'm going to set these and forget these and, um, you know, 
not get lost in the abyss that is Facebook ads. And sometimes it makes you want to bash your head against a keyboard when something doesn't work. But if you just try and do it once a month and just tweak one or two things once a month, then that way you'll know that you're, okay, I'm always working towards making this better and better, but I'm not getting lost and like overkill where you're spending way more time on it. That's not relative to the, like the result that you're seeing. Cause at some point, if you set a really good ad up, then it's going to generate results for you, whether you're like spending time on it or not. So that's what the goal is. And I would, the only thing here that that I would add is don't get too crazy with tweaking too many things at once because you want to be able to attribute the changes, whether it's like a positive or negative change in the results that you're seeing with a, with like certain activities. So if you go and like just launch a brand new campaign with brand new ads and take down the old ones, then and like it performs better, you're going to have no idea why that was performing better. Was it the headline? Was it the copy? Was it the photo? Was it the audience? There is so many factors that go into effective Facebook advertising. So I would suggest once a month just changing one or two things and seeing how those are performing and every month just taking that time to like continuously be better because who wouldn't want to get more results and spend less money? So yeah, I think that is everything that I have for this audio training on the perfect marketing protocol. I am just going to go through this one more time. So every day, the three things that you should be doing, showing up on Instagram stories, engaging with five accounts on Instagram, and growing your audience by at least one person. The things that you should be doing weekly is publish premium content, sending an email to your list, and following 20 new accounts on social media. And the things that you should be doing monthly, plan and schedule social media posts, get in front of someone else's audience, and launch or tweak Facebook and Instagram ads. I promise you, if you commit to this and you are doing these every day, week, and month, this is a super simple and effective digital marketing strategy for any health practitioner or any small business for that matter looking to sell a product or service online. So to download the checklist, you can like download this. Um, it would be super cute if you could like laminate it and then um, use a whiteboard marker and you could check things off every day, week or month and then delete or <laughs> wipe it off when you're done. But you can print this off or just save a digital copy of it for reference. I love having things in hard copy and physically checking stuff off. So that's why I went for a checklist. So you can get this at the wellnessmarketer.ca forward slash checklist and you can download it, listen to this training, go back. I hope that it um, this training is going to make implementing the checklist and understanding the individual marketing activities a little bit better. I would love to hear your feedback on this. You know where to find me on Instagram at the wellness marketer, or you can send me an email to katie at the wellness So I hope that you guys have an epic start to your 2020. We have some amazing interviews coming up on the TWM podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you again for joining me today and listening to this training. I really, really hope it was helpful. If you did find it useful, I would absolutely adore if you left me a review on iTunes or if you share this episode with a friend or on your social media. Be sure to tag me if you do that at The Wellness Marketer and I'll be sure to repost it myself. So thanks again and I will talk to you guys soon. 
Thank you so much for pushing play today. Your support truly means the world to me. If you liked today's episode, subscribe, send it to a friend, or share it on social media. While you're there, you can find me at The Wellness Marketer on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Although Instagram is my vice of choice. I'm your host, Katie Costa, and thanks again for supporting the TWM podcast. Until next time. Bye.